Smartcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. heard of me can you believe they asked us to come back to do a special episode i mean i thought we were done but I, we're not done I, I wish i could quit you you are absolutely right we had a conversation with management and they talked about the brand and said you guys have done the whole football season how can you not wrap it up at the super bowl we said absolutely So we started digging in, and here we are. You want some more of that? Yeah, I'm up for this. Why not, man? There are prop bets galore. You can sift through and bet on just about anything. We're talking coin flips. We're talking possession. We're talking first downs, fourth downs, first to score, last to score. You name it, you can bet on it. Yeah, well, it's the Super Bowl, so of course you can bet on anything. And so what's going to happen today is we're not really going to do our usual format of taking $1,000 and putting in bets. There's only one game, obviously. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the bets that are on the game. We'll go through them in a little bit of detail. But as Miles said, there's a bunch of prop bets. Uh, He has a few that he likes. I've got a few that I like. So we're going to talk about that and say to you, our loyal listeners, hey, if we were actually laying some money on that, if we lived in a cool state, unlike California, these are the profits that we might be making. Well, good news on that front, David. Yeah. I may be moving to a cool state that allows betting. So more to follow on that. We will see. I'll be back. But it may be that the... Uh, Los Angeles Chargers and the Los Angeles Rams will not be the team that plays in my home in my home area. So the Wanna Bet podcast may be going to multi states. We may be going by coastal. I won't give too much away. Yeah, certainly by by time zones. I mean, we're going to be in multiple time zones. All right. Well, the brand will be expanding. So, Miles, before we get into the Super Bowl, we have the Chiefs. We got the Eagles. We started out. Every team had such high hopes four or five months ago. We're left with these two, two really good teams. How did they get here? What happened to these teams last week in their conference championship games? Well, I'll say this about the Eagles. Uh, Having picked them to potentially represent the NFC in week one, I was very happy to see them make it to uh, Super Bowl Sunday. However, they played against a basically lame San Francisco 49er team. I mean, yeah, they say that every player is like one hit away from being knocked out of the game. 
Well, Brock Purdy was knocked out of the game, and they were so bad they had to bring him back in just to hand the ball off. <laughs> yeah, they knocked him back into the game. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, it's like every play was going to be a run, and you knew it, and it was the probably one of the worst playoff games I could ever remember. I was thinking that, like, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey was going to run quarterback out of the Wildcat. That would have been at least more interesting. But whatever they put forth was just so bad, I don't even think I watched the rest of the game. It really was sad to see. I had such high hopes for the game. I really think that the 49ers would have given them a run for their money. If Brock Purdy had played like he had done all season, not saying they would have won, but I gave them a really solid chance. And it was such a bummer to see him go out so early in the game. And that game wasn't close. And, you know, really, really good timing for Philadelphia to have a game like that going into the Super Bowl where you don't have a lot of stress, unlike the Chiefs. Yeah, the uh, I'd say the Eagles just waltzed right into the Super Bowl. It really they could rest their starters quotes, if you will, and uh, and the Chiefs they had a they had a much diff, much more difficult path to get there, and they and they beat a really good Buffalo team. They sure did, and you got to give Mahomes credit for just gutting it out when he had to get those first downs at the end. He just sucked it up. You could tell he was not a hundred percent. What do you think, Miles? Do you think the two weeks of healing time is going to have a profound effect on Mahomes or not really? He was hobbled in that conference game and a high ankle sprain takes a while and he's kind of going to kind of be the same that he was against the Bengals. No, it's a great question, but I'd actually look at it at both quarterbacks. I mean, Jalen Hurts had a shoulder injury that still wasn't fully recovered, and he got a break these last playoff games not having to throw as much as he needed to because they handled the San Francisco 49ers. So he, too, is coming in a little gimpy. You know, one with, you know, uh, Mahomes with the legs, but but Jalen Hurts with the shoulder. So, look, it's been a long season. These guys take a lot of hits. It's a violent game. I, you know, totally excited that they're playing in the Super Bowl, but I'm sure they can't wait to get some rest and relaxation. So uh, do I think they're going to both at 100%? No, I don't. And I actually think that's going to be a factor in some of these prop bets that, uh, that I decided to make. Both uh, Jalen Hurts not being able to throw at his capacity and uh, Patrick Mahomes not being able to scramble and run at his capacity. I mean, he showed he's still able to do it to some extent, but he's made some pretty unbelievable plays in his life. I mean, he if you look at the history and the years, you know, he's thrown the ball left-handed, he's shovel pass, he's underhand, he's done everything. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be able to do all of the things we've seen him do. And so I expect it to be a little bit more controlled. I agree with what you're saying. I would Give a little bit of a caveat, though, that I believe that Hertz's ability to throw is less of an issue for the Eagles than Mahomes' ability to run is for the Chiefs. So on that comparison, apples to apples, I'd give the advantage to Eagles just a little bit. Um, one other thing about this game, a lot of great revenge factors. You've got Andy Reid coming back to coach against the Eagles. You've got Nick Sirianni, who's got a tempestuous history with Reed, you know, was let go by him, was not retained, you know, when Reed went over to, to Kansas City. And you've got the general sort of experience factor. You've got Reed Mahomes versus, you know, Sirianni Hurts. How much do you think all of that plays into the game? I think it's a good storyline. 
Um, but I don't know that it's going to be a lot. I, I mean, I actually see this as a pretty great matchup. It should be a fun game. You know, oftentimes you get a team in the Super Bowl that you don't think belongs there. And as a result, you get a lopsided game. Uh, I don't know if the last time when the Chargers were in the Super Bowl, they might have lost by like, I don't know, like 25, 28 points. So uh, this is one where the spread is at one and a half. And it actually changed. It opened uh, in favor of Kansas City. And now it's pointing towards Philadelphia, which means either the sharp money's coming in on Philly or I don't know. It's uh, it, it's whatever it is. It's uh, it's expected to be a good game. Well, let's start getting into some of these bets. And by the way, thank you for bringing up the Chargers Super Bowl loss. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes, it was Steve Young playing out of his head. It was the worst loss in Super Bowl history, but we are the Chargers. So those kinds of things happen. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. So why don't we start off, Miles? I know you and I went back and forth on some prop bets that we like. Why don't you dive in and give us a few of the prop bets that you would be looking at to pull your wallet out if you had the chance? Sure. So uh, I went to BetMGM and looked at the BetMGM app, and I have a whole list of uh, of prop bets from there. And you know, DraftKings also does a nice online book, and they had even more bets that I found. So I've got some that you can find only on uh, well, some you can find on both, but I've got some that I took off of BetMGM. And some that I took off DraftKings. So I'm going to do the first one I took off BetMGM. And that was the Eagles total players with the reception. And that was an over-under of six and a half players. And I'm going to go under. Which means I think there'll be only six different players with the reception. And here's why. I've been looking at the at the Eagles last several games. And while they do have you know receivers besides A.J. Brown, besides Devontae Adams, these guys rarely get targeted. And even when they do get targeted, they don't catch the ball. I mean, have you heard of Quez Watkins? Have you heard of Zach Pascal? I mean, yes, you may have heard of them, but they don't do much. So really, every game, the bulk of the receptions are going to wide receiver one and two, Dallas Goddard. And then they're throwing dump offs to the backfield. And even if Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders all catch a pass, I still don't think they can get to seven players who are going to catch a pass. And to be honest, I do. I did notice this since the shoulder injury. It seems as though Jalen Hurts isn't throwing the ball as deep as he used to. He's dumping it off, which means a lot more Dallas Goddard, a means a lot more running back. So I like this bet. Uh, The odds are at minus 150. So I think, you know, people are expecting that one to come in more than the over. But that's my first bet. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's kind of a funny thing to bet on. But I think you're right that the Eagles have a much smaller group of core uh, skill players that they use than most teams. Most teams at this level in the playoffs just have a bigger roster of tight ends, slot receivers, deep receivers, running backs, third down backs. And for some reason, the Eagles have this very sort of self-contained unit. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I, don't, I had a sneezing attack. I don't know if you mentioned this, but yeah, they had, uh, what, six different receivers against the 49ers and two of them only had one catch. So Interesting bet to kind of come in uh, off the top, but uh, I think the I think the logic is interesting and sound. Well, I do it in part because you can contrast that with the Chiefs 
they've got a billion different receivers, right? And I don't want to make that same bet because you never know which receiver other than Kelsey is going to lead the team. Right. Last week, it was Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It's, it's been Juju Smith-Suster. It, it's been, uh, you know, a Kadarius Tony, Nicole Hardman. Yeah, they distribute the ball. They don't care who it is. There's a there's a Noah Gray who's been getting in on the mix. So I uh, I, I like this bet on the Eagles, um, and so that's the first one. But if you want to move over to the Chiefs, one thing I do like is the Travis Kelsey receptions. Right now, that prop is at over six and it's at six and a half, and I'm taking the over there. I think when push comes to shove, that is who Mahomes locks in on, and that is the guy you know who was always a constant so i like travis kelsey number of receptions prop at over six and a half uh he's a big red zone target too um so i actually think that one's going to come in and that that props listed at 150 let me say this about props in general you know when i look at props i'm looking to see where we might have an edge you know this isn't just for fun let's bet on the coin flip there's no you know skill or anything in it i'm looking at statistics i'm looking at history i'm looking at how i think the the flow of the game is going to be you know this isn't like will there be an odd number of points or an even number of points you can't control that you can bet on it for fun's sake but that's not why i'm here i'm here to say hey how can we bet and win and so all the props that i'm going over is stuff that i'm you know researching analyzing stuff like that Well, I don't think you can go wrong overestimating how important Travis Kelsey is to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And I agree with you. I think this is one of the most sure bets in the prop field that he's going to have more than six and a half in terms of receptions. He is uh, Mahomes' safety net. Those two have this chemistry. They know where each other are going to be and going to go. And I think that despite the wealth of great wide receivers that Mahomes and the Chiefs have, he doesn't have that relationship with those receivers. You know, he lost Tyreek Hill, so it's a little bit of a different core. They're good, they're talented, but that, you know, in sync, I know you're going to go to the left and we're going to get a seven-yard gain and it's going to be a dump off. Uh, Kelsey just has this knack for getting open and he's going to be Mahomes' guy the entire game. Yeah, and he's usually covered by a linebacker, someone less skilled than the wide receivers, so I, I like that. And to that end, I like the Dallas Goddard number of receptions, which is set at four and a half. I like the over there, uh, and that one's at minus 140. And I think Goddard's going to be a big part uh, of the of the Philadelphia offense. And again, it's because Jalen Hurt isn't going to be throwing the 60-yard deep ball. He is going to be looking to get rid of the ball, and then the short pass has been a friend to the Eagles, at least in the last several games since he's come back from his injury. And Goddard has put up five and six and seven receptions these last several games. I don't see why that's going to change. So I like both tight ends, uh, the, the props for both of these tight ends and number of receptions for this year's Super Bowl. I don't have quite as strong a take either way on this bet. Goddard isn't quite as skillful as Kelsey. He's not quite as fast. He's not quite as nimble. Uh, arguably Hurts isn't quite as accurate and strong as a quarterback. I think a lot of this will come down to how much time that Hurts has in general. The Chiefs defense isn't maybe as solid front to back as the Eagles defense, but their uh, their defensive line did get to Joe Burrow last week. So if Hertz has a beat to throw, Goddard could have a big day. I agree with you strongly on the Kelsey bet. A little bit more neutral on this one. 
I can understand your thought. I mean, that's why they put him at four and a half instead of Kelsey six and a half. And I just don't think that's going to be so hard to do. And you're right. If the defense penetrates, Hertz has to get rid of the ball or run it himself, which we've seen he can do. But if he's going to get rid of the ball, it's going short to, to Goddard. It's going short to one of his running backs. Could be. Uh, and speaking of running backs, I've got a whole slate of Pacheco props that I want to go. I, <laughs> yeah, have you joined the Isaiah Pacheco fan club and I suddenly wasn't aware? <laughs> I love this guy. And I really? don't know if it's, yeah, he's helped me out in daily fantasy. To be honest, him and Jarek McKinnon have been great these last several weeks. I mean, Jarek McKinnon towards the end of the season was basically scoring a touchdown a game. He was like the unsung hero on, on Kansas City, but they've been wanting to feature Pacheco. They've been wanting to get him the ball. You know, he started out not getting a large percentage of snap counts, but over time, they really are integrating him, not just into the run game, he's running routes as well. So I really like the Isaac Pacheco props. And the first one, uh, which I found at BetMGM, is just his overall receiving yards being 16 and a half. And I like the over because I think one or two dump offs, he has the speed, he has the quickness, he has the moves to break. And if he's going to break one, I could I, I see that one coming in, you know, as early as the first quarter and being, you know, cashed on that bet. So I really like the over 16 and a half on the receiving. But he's also the featured running back. And so if you want to kind of hedge or if you want to double down, there's a prop on uh, DraftKings for his rushing and receiving yards at 69 and a half. And I'd go over that, too. That way, if he doesn't get his receiving yards, maybe he gets it on the ground. If he doesn't get his rushing yards, or if he does get a ton of receiving yards, you're most of the way there. So I like Pacheco in this game, okay? Now, here's one of those where I think is kind of a, a, a toss-up, and that's, you know, first to score a touchdown for the Chiefs or the last to score a touchdown for the Chiefs. I don't know. I don't know their play calling. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I think Pacheco will be an anytime scorer, and they have that prop on DraftKings. Will Isaac Pacheco score a touchdown? Yes, at a plus 105. You're actually getting money if he does, and the truth is the guy's been scoring touchdowns. I like that prop bet. That should be money in your pocket. So Isaac Pacheco anytime touch, Isaac Pacheco rushing and receiving, Isaac Pacheco receiving, and why not just do an Isaac Pacheco number of receptions? It's at one and a half. He gets two dump offs and he's and he's beat that number two. So here's the thing with Patrick Mahone's legs not being what they used to be. And oftentimes he'll be the one running for the first down. I can see him, you know, when his first two reads aren't there, dumping it off to his running back. I think the over one and a half receptions is another easy one to beat. I went through a lot of these prop bets and these are the ones that jumped out on me. So I don't know. What do you, you obviously don't think as highly as Pacheco as I do. I think you're a little over exuberant on the Isaiah Pacheco train. I think he is good. I think he will be good, but let's take a look strictly at his stats last week. He had 26 yards rushing on 10 carries. The chiefs as a team had barely over 40 yards rushing. The Eagles defense is no joke. So I would be a little concerned on your, I guess, Russ and re reception combo bet. He did have a lot of receiving yards comparatively. He had almost 60. He would have been over your receiving easily. But it's not like he had some crazy breakout game last week to arguably a defense that isn't as good as 
the Eagles. So I would just be a little bit more cautious that he's going to be the guy. Now, I think he's going to be the guy down the line long term, but he's a rookie, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, tough defensive line. They couldn't run last week. I don't know. His utilization rate is just a lot. It's just continued to grow. That is true. That is true. And so it's a, it's a, it's a good trend, you know? And so, yeah, you can't predict if he's going to break break a long run or if he's going to get open and, and, you know, get 60 yards receiving. But I think that the, I think he's capable of it. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of, I, I'd much rather go there than try to pick, you know, a receiver du jour out of Kansas city, you know, is sky Moore going to be the guy this week. Who knows? Right. But Pacheco's going to be in there. And if uh, Mahomes can't run the way he used to, I like him as a safety valve, just like, uh, like Kelsey. I like it. I think uh, you make some good points. Well, you had to have a a couple prop bets that you like too, right? Of course I do. I do have a couple of bets, and my prop bets are about both of the quarterbacks and their projected totals in passing yards. So let's talk about Mahomes first. The over-under on him is 290 yards, and I'm going to take the over on that. And I'm going to have a little bit of sort of maybe non-traditional logic. I actually think that the Chiefs are going to lose. I think, just as a little bit of a spoiler alert, I think the Eagles are going to cover, and I think that's actually going to cause Mahomes to have more passing yards because they're going to be behind, and there's going to be a lot of dump-offs and a lot of late uh, passing. Uh, He's going to be under pressure left and right, so there are going to be a lot of receiver catches in your Pacheco world. Um, He's going to put up the yards. He always puts up the yards. He does it in big games. I think his ankle is going to be good enough. So I think that, um, you know, in a world where he's got a lot of receivers and he's going to be throwing a lot because they're going to need to get yardage, that 290 yards is a pretty attainable goal for Mahomes. That's my thought there. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he's a magical guy and he does it with his legs. He does it with his arm. He does it when you think that he can't do it. So they're really, he's the type of quarterback who I wouldn't put any you know, constraints on, he can do, he can accomplish anything. So a 300 yard game passing is, would not be out of the ordinary, but I, you know, I haven't been focusing so much on passing yardage as I have other things. And I, and I'm, and I, uh, I don't have the same degree of confidence that I have in my other bets in that, in that regard. And completely conversely, the over under for Hertz passing yards in the Super Bowl is 246. I think he's going to be way under that. And when you look at the stats in the playoffs, in the playoffs, in the two games that he's played total, he's passed for 275 yards. He only passed for 121 yards last week against the 49ers, 154 against the Giants. And this just goes to what I was saying before, that they are more of a team that can be built around a quarterback who doesn't have to throw for 300 yards like the Chiefs do. And compounded by the fact that you brought up that he has a shoulder that's not 100%. So they are finding other ways to win, whether it's through the ground game, through special teams, through their defense. They just don't need for him to throw all that many yards. I don't think he's going to throw for that many yards. So I really like the under on this. Uh, I could see him at you know 180, 200 tops. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight defensive game that I think the Eagles come out on top. And Hertz does not have to be the, the crazy hero to win it for them. No, I think that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that he had such low 
uh, passing totals the last couple games. I think part of it is because the Eagles run game is just so strong and it, it doesn't matter who has the ball. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes Jalen Hurts leads the whole backfield in rushing yards, but if he's not going to rush, Boston Scott is just as capable as Gainwell and Gainwell has had hundred yard games and neither one of them are RB one. Miles Sanders is the featured starter. So I think that's the type of team where if they do get ahead and they do want to chew clock and they do want to run the ball, they could give it to any of those guys. So that would certainly, you know, lead against uh, a high passing numbers for, for Jalen. But again, I think this is going to be a close game and I don't have the same degree of confidence you do that, you know, uh, Philadelphia is going to be leading and that Kansas city is going to be, you know, throwing the ball all the time. Philadelphia may be in the situation where they have to come from behind. And I think they could. And I think that Jalen Hurts may have to throw. And you know, AJ Brown is capable of busting hundred yard games. So again, uh, I like your, your logic. Uh, it didn't jump out at me as being something that I'm, you know, comfortable with, but it sounds right. Well, you talk about the game itself. So let's turn our attention to that. Eagles are point and a half favorite. That line has bounced around a little bit. The over under the last time I checked was 50 and a half. That's bounced around a little bit. Do you want to talk about the game itself? And uh, you mentioned it's, you think it's going to be a tight game as do I, how do you think this is going to unfold? Yeah. Well, let's start with the over under because it's a it's a high number, and I don't know whether to go over under and this is such a high number, but I found another prop that I like that is kind of like an over under bet, and that is the total number of touchdowns scored between the Chiefs and the Eagles. And I saw a prop where the over under touchdowns is five and a half, and I like the over. And that's only at a minus one thirty five. So if you think there are gonna be six touchdowns scored, that's only 42 points and you're already eight points under the, uh, the over under line. So I think that bet is kind of a, a pretty good odds bet, right? If, if the, if Vegas thinks that there's going to be 50 or around 50 points scored, why not get your money when they only need to get 42? Uh, I hear you. Um, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than that. So I'm definitely on the under, I think you have one excellent, top tier, outstanding defense, one of the best ever in terms of sacks and an opportunistic defense with the Chiefs. In particular, they had five sacks last week. Their secondary is a little bit softer, but I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I think points are going to be hard to come by. Mahomes ankle is not 100%. That is going to hinder his ability to run uh, throughout the game. He's very good at picking the right time when he needs to do it. I just see this as a grind. I have it as uh, Philadelphia 23, Chiefs 20. Uh, they win by a field goal. It's under the 50, 50 and a half. Uh, I wouldn't go near the touchdown bet because I'm just not convinced there's enough offense uh, that that can score on these defenses. I agree with you that Philadelphia does have a superior defense, but I do think if you look historically throughout the year, Casey's defense has been suspect. They've been at times leaky like a sieve. I do think that Philadelphia will be able to put touchdowns up on them, which does go to your theory that Kansas City is going to be coming from behind, and which means they're going to be using all their weapons, which means Mahomes is going to have to work his magic. And we've seen him do it time and time again. And if any quarterback could do it, I'd say it's Mahomes. So 
again, while I'm not willing to say it's going to be 50, I think coming through it, you know, six touchdowns, 42 points, that's not so, so hard. So if they limit the field goals and actually get the scores and look, those actually kind of the way those coaches coach. And who do you have? Who do you have winning? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, if this was just a normal game on the slate, I'd probably, I'd probably take a pass on this. You wait, you, too- you you have to have a take on the Super Bowl. What do you mean you take a pass at it? Come on. I'm saying if this was on a slate with 14 other games, I'd be looking at those other games to bet because I just think it's this one's closer. not a slate of 14 other games. It's the Super Bowl. Pick a winner. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick Philadelphia. I give you our champion. Okay. I'm going to pick Philadelphia. I do think that their defense is better. I also think they're kind of a team of destiny. You know, they came up short in the World Series. I think they've been oh. dominant in all sports. Yeah, this is this is a Philadelphia year. They shouldn't have been in the World Series. Come on. <laughs> I, I take what are you rooting for Villanova basketball now or whatever? I was a Gary McClain <laughs> fan back in the day. Um, yeah, I like them. I like their team. I've liked them all year. I've liked everything they've done. So yeah, they deserve it. They should, and it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see them win. All right. So Miles has Philadelphia begrudgingly with the over. I'm on Philadelphia in a grind, but a low scoring game with the under. We've got some prop bets out there. I am the number one Pacheco fan in the history, apparently, because I've got every almost every prop that he's done. Actually, that's not true. There are so many props out there. If you're going to look at props, everyone, there's a ton to choose from. And, and if they're uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco props, please uh, send them to, to Miles via Twitter at WannaBetPodcast. Uh, he wants to make sure all his Isaiah Pacheco bases are covered, right? But to that end, I'd like to know what our listeners are betting. I want to see what you guys have out there on prop bets. And so fle- please feel free to post them on Twitter. I want to read about them. Yes, but moving on to more important things. Are you excited about Rihanna? Yeah, I don't know who she plays for. <laughs> she starts for the Mystic or the Lynx or something. No, she's the halftime show. She's uh, making a return appearance. No. Um, well, we have gone through uh, all we can think of to talk about the Super Bowl. I will say two number one seeds going into the Super Bowl. So that's exciting. These were two of the teams that everybody was talking about from the very beginning. You've got uh, a really interesting coaching battle, a lot of great storylines. It's a close game on paper. I'm excited. I'm going to have my uh, hot wings and my mac and cheese sitting in front of the TV on Sunday. I'm sure you will be too. I've already bought my squares and, uh, you know, I'm looking at, uh, at trying to crash a couple parties. Well, let's get to it, everybody. Thank you for listening to the one bet, the surprise one bet podcast episode. And I will say that there will yep. be some more episodes coming down the sporting pipeline, and we will be straying a bit from football. I would say so. Yeah, if you're a college hoop fan and you may need help filling out your brackets, you're going to be excited because. I've been going to Las Vegas for March Madness for the last, I don't know, since maybe 1998. And uh, this is one of my favorite, favorite times of the year. And I think uh, we'll have a couple episodes on uh, on some March Madness. So look out for that. Yep, March Madness will be here before we know it. First, we got to get through the Super Bowl. That's it for us, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We had a great time on the One Event Podcast. Peace out. Love your body, Larry. Yeah. There you go. Bye-bye.
Electricast. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.